0: On this episode of Waterflying, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Gary Norris, to discuss the Greenville International Seaplane Fly In. You are listening to Waterflying, a show dedicated to all things seaplanes. Brought to you by the Seaplane Pilots Association. My name is Steve McCoy. I'm the executive director of the seaplane pilots association which is the world's largest non-profit advocacy organization dedicated to the protection and promotion of the waterflying community climb aboard we're about to start today's episode well first order of business we have not uh, been producing waterflying on a regular basis matter of fact we haven't produced a new episode in seven months So it's great to be back. The feedback from our members has been unbelievably overwhelming on how much they've enjoyed the waterflying podcast and how much they've missed it. It was one of the most common things we talked about at AirVenture recently So we're glad that it's proven to be so popular, and we're excited to be back with you, and we plan to publish a new episode of the podcast every Wednesday. Um, The question is, why did we stop? Quite honestly, our small team has been extremely busy doing advocacy for the members of the Seaplane Association. And before we go any further, I'd like to extend a huge thank you to all of you, our listeners, and the wonderful guests that have helped make this podcast such a success. So AirVenture 2022 is in the rearview mirror, and September is rapidly approaching. That means that the largest seaplane event in the world is right around the corner, and we've been busy preparing for it, and I'm excited to have Gary Norris, the president of the Greenville International Fly-In, join us today for an update on this year's event. Gary, I know you have been busy preparing. We've been going back and forth quite a bit, uh, but I just wanted to remind our listeners of the many reasons why they should cancel any other plans they have and join our seaplane family in Greenville in the next couple of weeks weeks.
1: Hey, thanks, Steve, for having me on. Uh, It's a pleasure to speak with you always and I look really forward to seeing you and your folks uh, at the Greenville Flying.
0: Yeah, well, let's jump right into it here. For those of our listeners that may not be familiar with the Greenville International Seaplane Flying, might not have been there, they might not have heard about it. What is it and what can they expect?
1: Well, Greenville International Seaplane Flying was started 48 years ago, the folks from local folks from Greenville, Maine, and uh, it's the largest seaplane event in the I think in the world. I agree. And yeah. in the United States, in the United States, and it's in a beautiful scenic town of Greenville, Maine, uh, center of in the center of Maine, and uh, on Moosehead Lake. And uh, we uh, start out on like Thursday evening. That's when folks arrive, usually on Thursday, and we have a uh, we have a dinner on the Katahdin and it's an old steamship. It's like 115 feet long. It's built like in 1913. And with the dinner, we always have a bar with that. And this year our sponsors are gonna be Maine Aero, Aerotech and Josh Bounds Air Service.
0: Oh, and on great.
1: Saturday, on, on Friday night, everybody hangs around Friday. We do a poker run. Uh, we have uh, just things happening and setting up. And then on Friday night, is kind of the start, big start of having our banquet at the uh, Moosehead Aeromarine Hangar. And uh, we have a uh, lobster steak dinner that evening. And our sponsor that night is Whip Air. And then on Saturday, because we have our uh, our competitions uh, with the bush pilot canoe race, spot landings. I mean, folks come all over the place just to compete in this. And we have some really good bush pilots, uh, heat plane pilots that come to this event. And uh, once the day is over, we have vendors there, food vendors, and we have uh, oh, have new, new dock systems now, so we have more room for float planes, especially straight floats for around the shores. Uh, we've made some more room at the ramp for, for the airplanes that are on amphibious. And then, on of course, on Saturday night, we have our awards banquet, and we all would have a speaker or something, somebody uh, – at that time, and uh, that evening we have PK Floats as our sponsor. Then Sunday morning every year, on the Katahdin, Seaplane Pilots Association sponsors the breakfast. All the seaplane people come and, and gather, and we the weekends come into an end and chat because as we get ready to all fly home that day. And uh, uh, Aero Set Float Company uh, sponsors that breakfast that morning. So that's kind of, and as the day goes on, if we don't get competitions done on Saturday, we finish up our competitions on Sunday, maybe the spot landing, maybe the, we have a slalom course around buoys, and then probably ends around one, and everybody at that time starts to get ready to go home, and hopefully the weather is cooperative, getting in and getting out <laughs> yeah. this year.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about weather at some point during today's talk, because that's always one of the big uh, variables is the weather. But yeah, I mean, it's a full uh, four days, essentially uh, starts out on Thursday. And um, I tell you what, it is a a lot packed into a little bit of time. And the evening activities uh, have really become a larger part. I think of the event, they've always been a big part of it, but they just seem to be getting better and better. You and your team. Uh, The meals are just spectacular. I have to say that the steak and the lobster last year were just off the chart. And then uh, the live music and the dancing that's been going on, especially on Saturday night uh, after the dinner. Has uh, just been a, a great addition to the weekend activities. So, so let's set the stage a little bit uh, for those people that have not been to Greenville uh, or Maine, maybe to fly seaplanes. Uh, Maine has one of the most passionate seaplane communities in the United States. Uh, I love going there. I actually have bought two of my seaplanes. Uh, the two seaplanes I've owned, I've bought both at the Greenville International uh, Fly-in. It's the home to both PK floats and Claymar floats and numerous commercial seaplane operators. Uh, The state is uh, mostly covered in wooded forest um, and hundreds of seaplane-friendly lakes. It just seems like wherever you go in Maine, there's a seaplane-friendly lake. And many of the local Mainers enjoy going to remote fishing and hunting camps that are largely only realistically accessible by seaplane. Um, The state has been very friendly from a regulatory standpoint, uh, and state agencies such as the Maine Department of Inland Fisheries, who actually host uh, the seaplane fly-in at their uh, seaplane base and their hangar, uh, they actually operate seaplanes uh, and seaplane bases which is really a, a great situation so Gary uh, talk to you, uh, us a little bit about the journey and what it's like to uh, get to uh, the lake because it's it's one that always stands out to me
1: well because people live in maine you know it's it's all common to them but we have so many people that come from out of town and and out of I mean way out of town uh, we have people come from out west coming from out west out of Florida this year we've had a great Response, but you have to come through. You come up through into in the Moosehead, and uh, it's kind of a it's it's probably two or three hour drive just out of from the southern main part of southern Maine to g- get there. And uh, Moosehead is a uh, very large body of water. You come by car, and it's only a two lane road most of yeah. the time coming up through. Uh, you don't get much cell phone service once you get near the lake. it Gives you an idea. It's a, it's a remote lake, but not a remote lake uh, to come there. And once you crest, or as you come into Greenville and you come into Moosehead Lake, you'll come over a view that you can see the whole valley of Moosehead all the way up to Kenio Mountain. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful sight just to see the mountains around there and, and uh, come into that real lush forest type area and backcountry area, but still come into a quaint little town.
0: I think that's Indian Hill, isn't it, that you come over that last?
1: Yes, and it, when you come over the last little hill by the visitor center, uh, that looks over Boarstone Mountain and that part of the country to the east, and then you come to Indian Hill, which is a, in Indian Hill doesn't mean much people, but it's a, it's a store that sells grocery goods and hardware goods and sporting goods and kayaks, and it's uh, that's everybody's big stock <laughs> coming into Moosehead. If they need anything because as you go north, that's about all you're going to hit after that. So they make sure they have everything for you. If you're coming in that part of the country, come to visit, come to the flying, come camping, because so many people come up this time of year just to see this event. They come with campers, they come with tents, and so they need a place to get, they always, someone always forgets something, so you can get it at you can get it at Indian Hill for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: and they literally—I mean, everything from groceries to outboard motors to probably shotguns and overalls. I mean, you name it, they've got it. And most you, of <laughs> you, you, bet. So and uh, so, it's quite the place to go. So you know, as you know, I've driven there probably more than I've—I've I've flown in there. I've flown other ple- people's airplanes in there quite a bit. Um, this is going to be the first year bringing my own airplane in, which I literally bought at the event. Uh, back in 2017 uh, when we ran away from Hurricane uh, Irma that was descending on Florida. But uh, Moosehead Lake, just to kind of paint the picture, you come over the, the last hill or mountain there and the lake is revealed to you and all the surrounding forest and mountains. And this is the largest mountain lake in the eastern United States. It's 118 square miles in size. And that kind of equates to 4.2 million acres, to put it into perspective, 4.2 million acre lake. Um, The lake runs about 40 miles north to south and is up to 10 miles wide uh, east to west. And it has about 280 miles of shorelines uh, and about 80 islands that exist within the lake. And some of these are maybe just large enough for a cabin to be on them. And, uh, there's a couple of larger islands in those eighties as well. So it's just an incredible place to go explore. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. So let's talk about some of the stuff we covered on the 2021 podcast, Gary. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. And one of the things that you and I both agreed on was, uh, how similar Alaska and Maine were in a lot of ways. And we both have experience flying and, and exploring both States.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, as we talked in 2000, 2021, we, we, uh, it's kind of a big, it's a big event for Maine. And, uh, and it is similar to Alaska because it's such a big variety of the seaplanes that come. And that's what we've been trying to build, all on seaplanes. I mean, many we have a lot of wheel planes, too, that come. But this is a big deal for our seaplane community and our seaplane people that want to come and get involved in the, in seaplanes and competitions. And uh, the only other place that you can come anywhere near this is, is you got to go all the way to Alaska and part of their way of life that still is today, like ours was, that was the way we moved around in the state of Maine, because there was no logging roads. Every If you wanted to get to a lake or campground and get back in, you had to go fishing. You had to go to one of the air services, like Folsom's or Couriers, and you had to get a ride back into the lakes, and there's lakes, there's thousands of lakes around Moosehead, Around Moosehead. so that's a, that was the biggest thing about the access to uh, that area.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of these lakes and fish camps and hunting camps, the only way to realistically get there, as we mentioned, was by seaplane. And and not only is this popular for the local, you know, the, the individual residents, uh, but even a lot of large corporations have uh, remote fish camps where they go out or hunting camps where they go out. And uh, a lot of these uh, uh, have lodges and they have uh, uh, restaurants uh, for some of the ones that are open to the public. And Again, uh, I know of numerous ones that are really only realistically accessible by seaplanes, and it's it's quite quite uh, unique in the United States or in the world, I guess. All
1: right.
0: So, um, when people come in, either as a seaplane operator uh, or a non-owner, uh, when they attend, uh, what can they expect? How many seaplanes will attend the event? Uh, I know it's 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 really impressive, but what can people expect as far as how many seaplanes they'll see at the event, or how many will be coming? Oh.
1: We'll have, we'll have like 60 or 75 straight floats trying to find space around the shores. And we every year we try to, we've been building docks and finding more areas and more places for people to park. So when you come with straight floats, you don't have the ability to come up the ramp and because and, uh, there's a big parking area at the Inland Fishing and Wildlife where we host this event. And there's a nice ramp, so the seaplanes that have amphibious can come up the ramp. And we probably will pack in we'll pack in 50 or 60, 70 of those uh, up in a, a small area. And everybody that come, people that come with amphibs are very good. Um, they're very good about uh, coming and, and, and doing what we need to do. And because we have the Civil Air Patrol cadets that help us move airplanes around and maintain all them airplanes.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, it's also, so I think I've counted as many as 140 or so, I guess, um, quite a, quite a yes. few. Yeah. So, so and then, yeah. you know. We've,
1: uh, and every year it seems to get bigger. You know, we try to make it more better in little ways. We don't can't, we only have so much space, but we keep trying to find little ways to bring more, have more space for people. And there was in the past, we didn't, we kind of, shied away from having the amphibs come up the ramp because we but now we as as many as we can pack up there we do and if we run out of space they can that's it's the only thing they have to they go when they pack up to uh the airport and then we have a shuttle service that will bring so if you come on amphibs and we ran up we run out of ramp room we'll you know we'll, we'll guide you up to the airport and we'll have a shuttle service to bring you down to the seaplane base and the events all weekend long to the banquets and
0: yeah, and I want to make sure there's a space for mine because I hope to park there. So uh, I want you to. Will. <laughs> I got a spot already for you. <laughs> so you know, and just as impress, yep. just as impressive as how many seaplanes are sitting down there at the seaplane base. Um, you know, it's it's really amazing how many land plane pilots uh, fly into the airport. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. About uh, and and you know, qu- also let's talk about that environment with the uh, campers up there and the you know, we sponsor a bonfire up there at least one of the nights. Let's talk about that airport environment and how many land airplanes come in.
1: Well, because a lot of people they uh, usually the men. They fly the airplanes up from all over the place and their wives and people will bring campers or people just come. People just come because they're really excited about the flying. And there's a lot of aviation people that may have been in aviation before and had, and got a little older and want to still come. They bring their motorhomes and campers and they can park up to they can park up to the airport. Uh, there's a little fee in the campground, but a lot of people can park over in other areas around the, the campground. And uh, and like I say, we have shuttles for them. We, uh, the airplanes come in and people tent and under their wings. Uh, and we, uh, but I'll tell you, we've had, we've had an access of 500 airplanes parked up there at one time. And, you know, you know, we've had jets and, and we've had, you know, some, a lot of beavers and different types of airplanes come to the event, so.
0: Yeah. And uh, I know, again, you know, the RVers and the campers that come in and it's really kind of unique because they can really almost camp right alongside the airplanes, which is uh, kind of a unique situation there.
1: It is because they uh, they like to, uh, you know, they 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 want to be involved, at least spiritually, about airplanes coming and going. And it's so neat to have them take off and land. And and we and we keep it, you know, we make sure we keep a safe environment up there for them. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, with pilots, it's good because they're pretty good listeners and, and we can, uh, relate to them about safety up to the airport too. So,
0: yeah. And it's only about, I don't know, a mile, mile and a half from the, the airport down to the seaplane base. And you guys have a shuttle that runs pretty much nonstop, uh, on all the days of the event. We
1: do, we, we do, uh, it runs, uh, Thursday evening, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we have a schedule. We'll have a schedule at the airport where the time is, and we have a schedule at the campground, and we have schedules down at the seaplane base and over to the main uh, Moosehead Marine uh, Aero Marine hangar where we hold our banquets. So there's there's signs around where people can go and walk to, and the shuttles will pick them up and give them a ride down to the airport, down to the seaplane flying.
0: Yeah. So Gary, one of the biggest challenges that I've noticed over the you know the past decade of going to the event is really preparing, especially on a, a event like this where I'm going to be on the road for quite a while. When I come up, one of the biggest challenges is preparing for the weather because uh, it can be all over the place.
1: Uh-huh. Well, you know, main main same things like Alaska. One minute it's sunny, don't 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 think that leaving you. You better keep your rain jacket beside you, but. Well, that's one thing we always fear of up there because on Thursday, everybody's trying to fly in. Everybody's trying to fly out on Sunday. And uh, then because we have our event on Saturday and a lot of times if it's a little bit of a, it might we a bad day, we can, if we can't fly, we still do our, uh, we can do our bush powers, canoe race, our slalom and our, our solemn contest. But, and, uh, but that's always, uh, we always, I fret about, a storm coming up because it's a hurricane season and the wind can blow and it can change. And that's why people come and they better be prepared for a sunny, real warm. It could be really, we've had it 75, 80 and we've had it 40 or 35. there, Not quite <laughs> freezing, but it felt like it with the wind out of the North coming down the whole length of that Lake. So uh, when you come be prepared and bring your lawn chairs and bring warm clothes. Cause it through a day, it can, it can change. It can change quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and if we get lucky, we hit it just perfectly where the leaves are changing for the change of season, and then it just becomes incredibly beautiful.
1: Yeah, well, the foliage starts really nice at that time of the year up there, and that's one thing about coming with your seaplane, and coming even with a wheel plane, you know, the foliage, the country up there is so beautiful. You get up over Moosehead and look to the north and west and east, and there's nothing but mountains and lakes, and and most of those are all accessible to the fault planes and stop and people can ride out somewheres and either get, even take a lunch with them and stop and just sit by one of the lakes on the shore and stop, have and have a little bit of a bite to eat. So,
0: yeah. So just for uh, kind of finishing up the discussion about the weather, I mean, literally uh, you should bring shorts and you should bring, uh, either jeans or warm pants, a jacket, and a, down uh, jacket. And a raincoat, uh, some yeah. sunscreen, and uh, lawn chairs. So uh, these are things you definitely yeah. want to bring to Greenville.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't forget your lawn chairs.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't forget your lawn chairs because it's um, you're, you're going to be there all day watching these airplanes when we do the competitions and everything. And even just their arrivals and departures are, are an event in themselves. Uh, the seaplane activity. Uh, uh, wait a minute. I'll add one more thing. Bring your camera because this is one of the best opportunities you will ever have, maybe except for sitting on the shore of Lake Hood in Alaska. This is one of the best opportunities you'll ever have to take photos of a large variety of seaplanes doing a large amount of operations pretty close Uh, to where you're sitting or standing. So um, this is really a time to get those videos and get those photos of seaplanes. So we'll add that to the list. So uh, Gary, let's talk about some of the things that are a little bit different this year. You have been working with the team. You're always making improvements. it's important for people to realize that this is organized by a nonprofit volunteer organization. And one of the big things uh, is making sure you have these corporate sponsors helping out with the dinners and the bars and things like that. But also that you're going to have, I think, some donation jars this year placed around or some donation ability. And it's important for people to uh, participate in that.
1: So this year, one of the things we really we're we wanted to do, and I have a great board. That's what helps helps make this whole program. We have good volunteers, good board, and every year we get more and more people that want to come and help build the fly-in and keep it as good or even little nitbit things better. Uh, we've got new all new signs this year. For you'll people that come this year will see some real nice signs that we got that we did for the ramp and for the hangar and for parking. Uh, we, uh, but one big thing we wanted to do was with money that we got back from donations is put it into our program, but give, we want to give back to the community of flying and especially seaplane flying and main aeronautics from, uh, with Lisa Reeves, we don't, we're, it's a, it's a donation to them so they can help keep their organization going. We have the civil air patrol kids who they come every year and they, and there's going to be like every year now, I. uh, Jesse Wilcox, she took old took over that CAP program. She's doing an amazing job. and she, um, she's got like 60 kids in the program now. Every year it gets bigger and bigger in this cadet aviation program. So and they, all, they need money for their program, so we're giving them money. And then University of Maine who, who ha- will have a booth at the, the hangar if you come. Uh, people, young people interested in aviation and getting into school and flight school they can go to uh, even the commercial people have been in for a while, commercial ground school stuff. And we're donating money to the uh, university of Maine scholarship for aviation. And that's one of our goals each year is to raise money and take money from our, from our proceeds and, and build some, give back, give back to the aviation industry that, 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 that young people that are coming up. And we trying to focus on the young group and because uh, we're Lisa's stuff she, it, she does so much in our area to keep keep everybody update to the, you know, things that are going on uh, in, in our area.
0: Yeah, and I know we've donated quite a bit to the ACE uh, summer camp program, uh, the wonderful program they have with the young individuals as well. And it's important, I mean, again, the thing to realize is this is the world's largest seaplane event, and it is a grassroots uh, non-profit volunteer organization that puts it together. Uh, it is not a commercial operation and it's really uh, thanks to the efforts of, of your team, your board, and, and the amazing uh, volunteers that help you put it together. And I want to make sure uh, as we close out we give them uh, a huge thanks. So Um, We'll be taking this podcast on the road. I want to uh, stress that because we've been gone for so long. Uh, We will be going back on the road. We hope to sit down with our good friend John Willard that actually owns and operates the Birches, um, which is an amazing lodge facility on the northwest shore up on uh, Moosehead Lake. And I'd like to give a shout out to uh, John and Tanya, the owners, uh, as they've donated, um, our uh, the staffs of SPA stay at the Green Bear International Fly-In now for almost a decade, and it's been a wonderful relationship. They're lifetime members. They're very supportive. They're seaplane owners and pilots and uh, have a seaplane base up there at the Birches as well. It's a great destination. Um, and it really has saved S.P.A. as we're talking about funding and, and donations and things like that. It saved S.P.A. Had a lot of money out of our annual budget. So uh, thank you, John and Tanya of the Birches, for your incredible support in putting us up year after year. Um, but to wrap this up uh, for the 2022 Greenville pre-event episode, I'd also like to thank all the volunteers that help uh gary and his team uh, that put this on i'd like to thank the civil air patrol that year after year keep us safe by uh, kind of marshalling the airplanes there and keeping the crowd out of the moving propellers all the pilots that come up and bring their aircraft and attend all the sponsors that make all these uh, other events even better uh, with the dinners and the bars open bars and then telford allen uh, who has done just a tremendous amount of work uh, supporting the uh, splash in uh, so thank you all for making this possible. Uh, you can go to seaplaneflyin- or seaplanefly-in.org. That's where you can find all the information that you'll need as a pilot to know uh, whether you're going in by a car or seaplane or land airplane. That's where pilots can find out the information they need to know. You can purchase tickets, uh, purchase tickets for the dinners as well. And you can see the schedule of events, uh, learn more history about this amazing event, and again, even learn how to volunteer at the event for the future. So, uh, Gary, um, what have we forgot to miss uh, mention here? What have we not talked about?
1: Well, we've done pretty good job, I guess. You know, that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, it's great to be on the podcast. It's great to be in aviation. I think we're all blessed to be able to be seaplane pilots and I think for me looking forward to the fly in is the camaraderie and my friends cuz Canadians are going to be able to come this year which is really good. They haven't been able to come for a couple of years so we know we got a bunch of Canadians that are glad to be coming back to the fly in and and it's it's like a big family really is year after year I've met so many so many really nice people and I think if you come to the fly in you'll see what I mean. Uh, you love the part of aviation but you'll meet so many neat people that are there and you'll see some really neat airplanes and uh, it just gives you a great opportunity to enjoy flying for a weekend in the in the area that you come to.
0: Yeah, the variety of airplanes, we're talking literally everything from Taylor Crafts to uh, Grumman Albatrosses will come. And you have Oshkosh Grand Champion Beavers uh, to Canadian Bush Beavers like Andre's that'll come down. And we just saw Andre at their venture, which was really awesome. So uh, amazing variety of aircraft. Uh, The crowd, if you want to talk to pilots that actually go out and use these airplanes, if you have questions as a new owner operator or a new seaplane pilot, and you want to talk to pilots and really find out some hardcore advice on Practical operation in the real world, uh, you're going to have an incredible concentration of pilots that do this at a very high level to get advice from and talk to. You know whether it's how much does it cost to own a 185 and operate a 185 or, you know, whatever aircraft you're looking at, anything like that. This is a great place to uh, get that kind of information and and again join the seaplane community. So, uh, Gary, again, thank you. I, I know you're so busy. We've both been uh, kind of struggling to make this happen, but it's such an amazing event that even though we had done an episode last year, I think this event deserves an episode every year because there's always going to be new things, and we want to remind people that it's coming up and that they should definitely cancel anything else they have and get up to Greenville for, for this splash-in. So.
1: Yeah, they get it, put that on your bucket list. <laughs>
0: It is. So that's it for this episode of Waterflying. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'd again like to thank Gary Norris for all of his efforts, his team, and uh, for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. And we'll see as many of you as possible in Greenville, Maine in a couple of weeks. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, fly safe and fly often. We are so glad you joined us today. If you like today's show... I highly encourage you to join the Seaplane Pilots Association and become a member of the largest seaplane community in the world. Members receive Water Flying, the only full-color glossy magazine dedicated to the seaplane community. And it's available in both printed and digital form. Your membership also includes access to the Water Landing Directory app, which has the seaplane flight school directory and a calendar of seaplane events, not only here in the United States, but around the world. The association hosts regular educational workshops, safety seminars, and gatherings for seaplane pilots and anyone with a passion for seaplanes. So look us up online at seaplanes.org, join our community and support our mission of protecting and promoting water flying.